are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Wait a second. That's not Tom Tuttle. Who do we have with us? A special co-host tonight. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. You're now listening to the Smooth Talking, the Network One. Network. Long-time fan of Fantasy Fuel. Thank you for having me today. You are most welcome. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing tonight? I can't complain one bit. Thank you for asking. I'm <laughs> glad to happy to talk some football, being that we're without a lot, lot to go off of. Where would you like to start tonight? Well, we are going to start since we're all in quarantine and everybody's locked down. And I think you've been locked down longer than I have. So you're probably going stir crazy. And we all need to talk about something that may happen because... It just might happen. We lost basketball. We've lost some baseball. We've lost March Madness. Are we going to lose football too? Because I don't want to lose football. I'm happy. It seems like it doesn't seem to be the case. Everybody's hopeful by July we'll be coming out of this. I don't know the impact that all this is going to have over like um, training camp and things like that. And, um, you know, there's that period after the draft where, like, the the market resets for what's left over. What is something like this going to do to that? It it's going to be, it well, everything's a whole new ball game to us already. Uh, I mean, none of us have gone through uh, an event like this period, so we're trying to get through it as best we can. And now we have to take into consideration what will happen. If football is delayed, what's going to happen to fantasy football? There's so many different things. Are the players going to be ready? Uh, will, we, will we truly know? And they say, oh, yeah, I've been working out. Will we truly know if training camps get delayed? Will they really, really be ready? Or are we going to go into a season where nothing is certain? I mean, we know Michael Thomas is one of the PPR monsters out there. But if we're delayed, is he going to be the same Michael Thomas? Is Alvin Kamara going to be the same Alvin Kamara? Is Tom Brady still going to be the GOAT? That's a big question. I sure hope so. Um, Tom Brady's been put in a situation that is, it, it, it couldn't be no more sweet. If, they, if they're able to get something out that running game, the defense looked nice. They got a, um, a nice, nice array of weapons that he's going to be hungry for. But what, what is he about to be, 48? What is this <laughs> going quite. to do about his preparation? They're, they're not necessarily going to be able to get the chemistry necessary in that short amount of time. Maybe that's something Tom Brady don't have to worry about. But how many more quarterbacks is there? Yeah, it's uh, he's got a great situation. And right now, ADPs have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin going in the second round. But if they can't get in there and work on their chemistry, is it going to be off or not? Is Mike Evans going to be able to play with Tom Brady? Are they all going to learn how he throws the ball? I mean, Jameis Winston and Tom Brady are pretty far apart as far as experience and accuracy go. So what's going to happen if they can't get in there and run some routes and Tom Brady even learned the system? I mean, he's a smart dude. So he should be able to learn it. 
I want to pivot from what would um, Tom the newbie do and do the exact opposite. <laughs> I think I'm going to pay more attention to the individuals and players that are more haven't necessarily produced. Well, I know that's going to be hard, but knowing that we have this hiccup going in the before preparation, I'm going to look for guys with less um, tread on the tires, possibly. Um, I'm going to pay more attention to them in the later rounds because they ha- haven't been hit as much. They haven't been put under the rigors physically. And maybe the players that have been under the rigors a lot, maybe we'll see more injuries like a couple of years ago. That is a huge one. I was just going to bring that up. Those hamstring injuries that we see at the beginnings of training camps and at the beginnings of the preseason that they linger for a few weeks and they can usually get rid of them. But them hamstring injuries, they might actually start up if they go and there's a shortened preseason and a shortened offseason. We might be seeing that going into week one, and that's not good because a hamstring injury during the season is a whole season thing. We don't like saying the word hamstring. That's one of them four-letter words when it comes to fantasy football. If you say hamstring and DeAndre Hopkins in the same sentence, oh, no, 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 we can't have that. So injuries are going to be a bounce. You definitely this year are going to want to take a look at those guys who have been injury-free for the most part. Everybody has you know bruises and bumps and all that kind of stuff. But you're going to want to see those guys that can stay on the field. I got a good point there I don't, I don't think there's any way i can argue with that um rookies um what is their preparation going to be be like we always hear about the running backs who don't know how to pass block just you hear about that like all the tight ends that don't know how to pass block it's a thing and that's something that takes reps at that level i believe it's really important if we want a three down back which those are disappearing by the second yeah, three down backs are almost a thing of a past, and these rookies, oh, man. Uh, if the season gets shortened, I don't know that I'm going to be looking at many rookies, even in good landing spots, just like you said, pass protection and those kinds of things. They take reps, and the more reps you get, the more comfortable you're with. I mean, you can still take a chance on guys like Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, depending on where they go. But if it's a shortened season, I'm not going to put too much faith in it. I'm not going to grab them early. Obviously, if it's a dynasty league, that's a different story. But I'm not going to be grabbing them too early thinking that they're going to be the guy when they're going to, the coaches are going to be more confident with guys that have already been in their system. And, and I mean, in some ways, you, you, you're dang if you do, you're dang if you don't. Like um, Nelson Aguilar's contract, I don't know if you've seen that. I just had to get that somewhere in the phrase <laughs> during the podcast. But it is a joke. Um, um, rookies getting ready is going to be kind of huge. We got a, some people like, who is that, Nikhil Harry for the Patriots? Will he be ready? I yeah. think you need a full offseason um, like – Take all the years it took for Corey Davis to get acumen and he's not even there yet. No, not even like close. you need a full a full taste, a full bite. Um, will the Rona give us no hard knocks this year? Um, production crews, finances, and things like that. That stuff kind of matters for the entertainment value. Oh, definitely. Uh, entertainment. I mean, even if we do get football, what will it mean for fans in stadiums? I mean, will we get football? 
like they want basketball to get going where they'll just play the game to family members and close friends or however that works. I mean, we're not going to make revenue that way. So, you know, the NFL doesn't really want to do it that way, but it doesn't seem like we're going to be starting anything anytime soon. Uh, We've already seen that the draft is not going to happen in Las Vegas, uh, which means the first time, uh, since Roger Goodell's been commissioner, he won't get booed when he goes on stage. So that's a plus <laughs> for <point>. him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're, we're already seeing the effects of it, and you can't even get guys in for, like, workouts. One of these undrafted rookies, what's going to happen with those? I, I've heard some little tidbits about maybe only three conference calls a week, an hour tops, and these kids that – still are finishing up school they can't interfere with the classes that they're doing so there's a lot of workarounds right now for these rookies that are getting ready to get drafted and now they're not even going to be able to get up on stage and shake the commissioner's hand and all that kind of stuff it's going to be weird yeah that does suck that is very unfortunate that oh that's so bad because they these young men live for that experience Yeah, they've been working their whole lives for that. I mean, it's not like they're not going to get in the NFL. I mean, unless we never play NFL again, we don't really want to think about that. But, yeah, they work their whole lives. It's kind of a I finally made it moment, and it's a congratulatory moment, and your family and your friends can be there cheering you on. You finally got there, and maybe they can rib you a little bit. If you were a Packers fan growing up, you got drafted by the Bears. You know, just any number of situations that you can laugh at and, you know, have fun with uh, years down the line. We live in a social media age, you know, that – that um, Snapchat, that Instagram post, that tweet, you know, they live for that chance to get that exposure. You know, there's um, got to be some kind of um, marketing situations where it is a plus to have that experience financially. And something I, I think we talked about, uh, we haven't talked about as much as I would like to bring up is the big names, like you mentioned Brady, we got Philip Rivers going to the Colts. Um, a lot of big name. We don't know where Cam is going to end up, but a lot of quarterbacks have changed um, destinations and zip codes at this point. Their schemes they're coming from are actually going to be different. Do you think that, like in Philip Rivers' case with the Colts, they're going to try to work to Philip Rivers' strengths? What are his strengths? Like, is he going to come in and have to, after how long, learn a new system? Yeah, that's a, a great question. You would think Philip Rivers, they, they'd have to play to his strengths, and they have to know that bringing him in. He's had 15-plus years, whatever it's been, in San Diego and L.A. and all that, and you know what he's capable of. So they, I would hope that they're going to play to his strengths bringing him in because you don't want to make – the guy that has done something over and over and over and is so used to doing you wouldn't want to make him be like you know what we're gonna scrap that and you are going to learn an entirely new offense and all new verbiage and all this and that if they're serious about trying to make a run at the AFC championship and the AFC is fairly wide open now that the Patriots don't look like they're going to be a powerhouse this year. I mean, you never know. It's still Bill Belichick and it's still the Patriots, but you got the chiefs. And then after that, who else is there that you're really truly scared of? I mean, we all love watching the Titans did do what they did last year, but even then that could be one of those flash in the pan, six seeds that just 
got on a roll at the right time. Now, don't get me wrong. You all heard me. I loved Ryan Tannehill, and I loved Derrick Henry last year. So I'm hoping they can do it again. I got shares of both of them in multiple places, so I'm hoping they can do it again. But it would not surprise me going into this season, especially with possible, you know, shortened season, who knows what you're going to get out of these guys. It takes Derrick Henry sometimes a while to warm up, and then, bam, he hits that seven or eight game stretch. And you're like, that's what I drafted him for. Well, what if it takes six games for him to get going and there's only four games left of the season? What if we only have a 10-game season? What are you going to do? Yeah, that sounds like a a nice pickle to be in. We have players like um, Rashad Perriman who only showed up the last four games of the season. Right? Will players like that never show up because they they take them that long to get going? And then we like those second half of the year bust out who you never would have saw this kind of players to be um, uh, waiver pickups. And what are those will be um, less frequent available because of shortened games, those players don't hit their, their stride until they get the, their engines going completely every year, every year in fantasy football. There's a, somebody that you pick up right before the fantasy playoffs that wins you a league. Every year, Brashad Perryman could have been that last year for you. There was multiple people. But, yeah, uh, 10 games, 12 games, who, who's going to be that pickup? Um, it, it's insane to even think about. We might not have a normal fantasy football season because normal, we know, okay, you got your draft. Yes, everybody loves drafting. We do a billion of them a year. And then you got your first wave of free agent pickups in the first three, four weeks of the season. People are recovering from injuries and backups, uh, you know, like Gardner Minshew uh, when Nick Foles went down. Not that he was a huge fantasy, but there are options out there. Maybe Cam Newton and Jameis Winston have to sign a deal as a backup somewhere. It's strange to think, but it might happen. They could get thrust into that fold three or four weeks into the season. Something you got to think about. But if there's not enough weeks in the season, that second and third wave of waiver wire and free agent pickups, they might just not be very good. I mean, we might get XFL production out of NFL players if we can't get the reps and, you know, the camaraderie and offensive schemes and the coaches aren't all on the same page. We, It's going to be a free-for-all. And a big coin toss in a lot of situations this year. And we're going to do our best to try and tell you who we think should be good. But there are a lot of factors at play this year. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What would be happening right now if we were in this? Would the OTAs have happened? What what process have been skipped other than the pre-draft ranking and draft visits? There's not much that has been completely skipped yet because the free agency was still fairly normal. They just didn't have as many visits and physicals being performed. Like We didn't get uh, Cam Newton's physical until after he got released or right when he got released. So you can't meet with people, and you can't get that in-person Yes, I like this guy's attitude. I really do feel like he would be a great part of this team. I mean, kind of get it, but it's not quite there. So that's when we go to the draft. The draft will be normal for the most part. That's all usually over the phone anyway. But then those undrafted free agents. And then we get into OTAs. 
that's when, I mean, it, it, the next month is going to be okay. But after that, then we're going to start seeing what will Roger Goodell do? Will he shorten the season? Will he say, we've got to push this back? Um, I'm, I hope not, but that's why we're discussing it. What will happen? Well, it looks like the NBA is possibly considering resetting the league year. Um, like you said, we haven't went to that point of no return yet. And thank you, thankful for all the possible being able to have fantasy football leagues this year. Moving forward, I guess it's going to be really crucial to see what happens around and after the draft. I have a question for you mm-hmm. and your opinion on, you know, I'm a Dolphins fan. And don't mm-hmm. throw nothing at me. Not yet. Um, <laughs> been looking at this situation that's going on with the number five pick. They have the resources. They can possibly move up to three. Some even think one, which I doubt. But I don't see moving with all those resources for a maybe. If Tua falls to five, welcome him with open arms. But I wouldn't. I don't think he's worth two first-round picks to move up two spots. Now, maybe if you can package a first and a second, uh, uh, but just don't throw the farm. You get a couple of days times to roll the dice in the first round. You need three of the two of these to hit, so you can't give away two opportunities. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, they would be dumb in my opinion if they got rid of both of those first round picks to move up you know even if they got you know like another second rounder in return or something no they need more they are building for the future they need both of those first round picks if they can get Tua at five that would be a best case scenario because it sounds like they want Tua I don't know why you would trade up for him He is one of those guys that, again, has a lot of question marks, and he's going to need a season under his belt, which he could have if Ryan Fitzpatrick stays the quarterback and they just keep him in there and let him learn from an Ivy League guy for a little while and get some ins and outs. That would be a perfect situation. But there's also that I got to have it now, and I don't want anybody else to have him, so I'm going to have to trade him. I got all this stuff, and I don't need it all, do I? And then just throw it at some team. They'll be like, thank you very much. Have a good day. I'll take all my picks, and you can have this one. It would be that thing. We weren't going to draft him anyway. There's rumors Mm. the Lions might get him. But it's like, if we're meant to have him, don't trade up for somebody you probably could have had anyway. Leave that up to chance. It was meant to be with this long it's a maybe. Don't sell the farm for a maybe. I guess they're all maybes, but. Well, of course. They're all maybes. I mean, <laughs> it's one thing if you have, like, pick 15 or whatever it was that the Eagles had when they had to draft Carson Wentz. They traded up to two, got Carson Wentz, got their guy. They gave up the farm to get him, but you had to go from 15 or wherever it was to two. That's a different story. You know you're not going to get your guy if you don't move up that far. I don't see a lot of teams trying to trade up in front of them to get Tua. I mean, pretty much every team out there right now, uh, except for maybe the Chargers, if they don't get Cam or Jameis or somebody like that, they could use a quarterback. But most other teams right now seem like they're fine. So why would you trade up to get somebody that would just sit there or – then you would maybe have to trade your starter away to somewhere, and nobody else needs them. So there's no point. There's really no point. But I'm not an NFL GM, so I can't tell you what they're thinking and why they would do what they do. I'm just doing fantasy football implications. 
and I would rather have multiple first round picks than one maybe, like you just said. Take the value. You gave up Larry Tussle and Fitzpatrick to get this this nice situation. I don't know how many picks they have throughout the draft. Isn't it crazy the Patriots has what sixteen picks in the draft more than any other team? How do they do that every year? They do that do every do year that? because they get those compensatory picks. They sign those guys off like Jamie Collins and Kyle Van Noy, and then they let them walk the next year and they're worth a fourth round pick or a third round pick or a fifth round pick. Just, like, just toss some more compensatory picks at them. They just eh, why not? And then they'll sign somebody else that seems like they're washed up and then the next year they'll get another pick out of them. It, it's Bill Belichick working the system, knowing what he's got, knowing he can get something out of his players, and it's just what we expect from the Patriots every single year, and it sucks. Hopefully it's done and over with, and we never talk about Bill Belichick and the Patriots winning another Super Bowl again, but uh, somebody might disagree with me on that. Right, right. Well, we know um, hopefully the Dolphins make make the right decision and they can play their hands a certain way. They can get a top-notch wide receiver, possibly, even that high. Say, for instance, I hope, actually, I hope somebody else picks Tua, makes their mind up for them. They stay at five, and they end up with a stud. If anybody takes Tua before them, they got a piece. They got right. a franchise player, I, I think. And they can always take one of the other guys in the second round or something. Just, you know, hope. Again, they don't need anybody to go in there and try and set the world on fire this year. They know they're probably not going to be in contention this year. But with all the pieces they picked up in free agency, I like where they're going. So that's a good thing. But even drafting six, seven starter-able rookies, they're not going to win that many games this year. I'm rooting for it. They could them. be competitive. <laughs> I like that they grit at the end of the year. But if they didn't have that grit, we wouldn't be in this conversation right now. That's very so true. So suck it up. <laughs> Yo, you guys want some games you probably shouldn't have. Oh, well. Keep that culture that you're building, that attitude, and go with that. Don't lose any of that on somebody that you might not even be able to, blind, to protect his blind side. That's right. Don't fight How the current. Go with the current. Right. The flow is heading this direction. Just keep on going. Anyway. Thank you for amusing me. Thank yeah, you. no Thank problem. You. That's what I'm here for. After all that we have said and discussed, what do you think could happen if we shorten the NFL season? What do we do about our fantasy football schedule? It's an insane question to think about because we have a 16-game NFL schedule. And we usually have a 12 or 13 game regular season with a two and three week playoff. What if it gets shortened to 12? What do we do? Do we have an eight game regular season and a three game play? I mean, you have to have three weeks of playoffs unless you knock down your playoff teams to four. Then you can have a two week playoff. But even then, if you're in a 16 team league and you only have four people making the playoffs, Man, it's going to be so cutthroat. And then you have the opposite. If the teams that are not even close to competing might just say, screw it and stop paying attention, they're going to just let people have free wins during the last couple of weeks, and that's not good either. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think about the format of how it is because I I thought about the fact – the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned it is all we would have to do is start playing week 16. I mean, whatever week that was, if it was short, mm-hmm. we'd get another game. That would suck. 
But I can imagine that last week being more important now. Oh, yeah. It's shortened. So maybe you don't sit as many players. So that'll give us a game back. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing the math in my head. But yes. That would help soften the curve. Maybe because because we run multiple fantasy football leagues, we start giving out um, rewards for highest scoring team and other things. Um, points scored against, I mean, the least po- points scored against and things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of options. Incentives. Yeah, to keep people interested if they do happen, yes. like you said, uh, fall out of contention and just say screw it. And this might be one of those years. I mean, and you'd have to talk with your people if it comes down to it. Maybe what we do is we just play for points every single week. If it's a 12 or 10 game season, first, second, and third overall points get paid out. And then maybe you do a every week somebody wins for high points, something where you still have a possibility of winning some money at the end of that season. We're not competing against it. We're not going into the playoffs at four and three. Got you. Gotcha. Uh, what do you um, do with you that? Because would you consider implementing maybe yours per carry, yours per first down? I don't use any of those, but would that help with scoring if it's down because of injury? I mean, just maybe a possible late start? Uh it's it's something to think about. I use I implement some of that stuff in the flag league where it is contracts, salaries, and we have points per first down and carries per game and all that kind of stuff. So it, it helps with not having ties at least towards you know the end of the regular season. We don't have very many ties. I think we did have one tie last year for the first time in I don't know how long. And that almost screwed me out of winning my division because I had to win and not just, okay, as long as he loses, we're good. I had to win because of that tie. He had the percentage on me. But as far as, you know, getting to the playoffs, if you're doing a shortened season, you have to do something different. Maybe you just do the top four scoring teams and then do a head-to-head in the playoffs. That could be interesting. So instead of having all the head-to-heads, or you could just have double and triple headers every single week. You got 24 games by the end of the season, and you played everybody three times because you have three games every single week, but then that's also very convoluted. So... It's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on, and I'm going to probably draw up some different um, ideas for different lengths so that we have something to go on and we can let the people in my league vote. How do you want to do it this year if it comes to it? We got a lot of um, dynasty football players that is ready. Like, um, I think the most affected as of right now would be um, people that are um, uh, play dynasty. Yeah, Dynasty right now, I've been looking, and there's been some posts out there and different message boards like, hey, we've got a, a an opening in this league, or we're trying to do a startup. <laughs> and I'm like, as much as I would love to do a draft right now, I don't want to put money towards a league that I don't even know how it's going to work. I don't know how many people are going to even want to stick around if it doesn't act the same as a normal fantasy league. So I'm sticking with the ones I'm in and the ones that you do. I'll be in them however you decide to do them. But why get into a new one in a dynasty format when you have no idea how this season's going to play out? 
And like you said, it's that window of a point of no return. We do like some early recruiting. I'm very thankful that we got a good, solid core, but everybody's kind of up in the air. You know, I don't know if you have to do some reeling back in, but we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't not got, it's going to be the first time for a lot of things moving forward for a lot of things. Yeah. We're, we're just going to, we're all in this together and we all got to put our heads together and figure out what the best solution is going forward if it happens to be a shortened season. Hopefully we don't have to. Hopefully things calm down and this stupid coronavirus just goes away. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm hoping every day that it's going to go away and we can all go back to normal life. But I know it's still going to be a little bit, so we got to be patient and we can use this time to be positive and think about some of the good things that we can look forward to sometime down the road. But we got to stay positive. Yeah, I think also another thing to figure out sooner than later is make figure out how is this going to affect running and passing? Will this be a more pass-happy league? Will this become a more run-happy league? If you can figure that out and it's <laughs> correct, drafting is going to become Ooh. a lot easier. If you If you choose wrong, that is a very good point. I hadn't thought about that in terms of, well, if you can actually figure out if the shortened season will make it a run-happy league because of all these quarterback changes, maybe the first half of this league is going to be run, 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 and then the next five, six games, maybe once they finally figure it out, then they're going to pass. It's going to be one of those. You think about it. Okay, you take those running backs that are doing good, and then you trade for a receiver in the second half, and then bam, you had the best of both worlds. But if you bet wrong, and it's pass, 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 and then we don't have any running backs that are worth a damn, then you chose wrong. But, you know, that yep. no, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. The battle is won't run in the trenches for sure. Well, 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 I think we have pretty much run the gambit of what we were talking about today. It's a thinker, and we're going to have to keep thinking about this. Everybody out there, you keep thinking about it. Tell me what maybe some good ideas that you have for a shortened season, how it would work. I would love to hear that. Um, thank you for the network. The Network One on Twitch. Please go check him out. He is awesome. He plays some games. He plays some NBA. He plays some No Man's Sky. He just chills. I think he even sings once in a while, but I don't know if he likes to advertise that too much. And I would just like to say, um, don't tell nobody about figuring out running backs and wide receivers. If you heard it here first, keep it under your hat, and we'll talk about it later. That's right. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. If you're on Twitch, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have any interest in some audio dramas please check out the veiled monarch the veiled west and uh, in a few days i believe uh weeby pirates is coming out and here anybody that wants to look there is a book the veiled monarch book is out there on amazon there is a link below on my twitch and there'll be a link in my show notes for the podcast so check that out it's a great story i do voice in there and i'll be doing the audio book when that gets going so that'll be cool all right again thank you thank you network this was awesome we'll have to do it again maybe you me and tom one of these times can all do it together and see what happens i'm ready all right thank you again and don't forget to stay fueled up this off season <laughs>